We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's going on? A little different voice for you here on the Morning Grind on Roto Grinders. Dan Bach filling in for Stevie here today. He has been absolutely crushing the League of Legends and uh, all the esports DFS. So I I wanted to give him uh, a day off here on the podcast and uh, fill in and and talk with uh, Byron. uh, Oh my goodness. I almost called him (laughs) Byron, excuse me, Alex Dunlap (laughs) of Roster Watch because I love the NFL draft and the guys at Roster Watch uh, have been crushing these prospects, the the tape, going to the Senior Bowl. And uh, hey, you know what? There's nothing else really happening uh, but the NFL draft here in a couple weeks. So uh, Alex, uh, first off, I don't know if that's more insulting to you or Byron that I made that mistake, but uh, either way, dude, thanks for jumping on today, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, 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 can't, I can't figure that one out either. Uh, I will say this, man, just a quick, quick, quick shout out, man, to Stevie, really just like picking up where, you know, picking up where everything just left off and hopping in to esports, uh, touting there on the site. I was able to read some of his columns. I've never played League of Legends. I don't ever watch this stuff. I don't. But if you just go through and, you know, there, there's there's been some articles that he's written where I've just gone through and taken the names he's put in there and thrown them in a hat and thrown together some some actual winning lineups. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. That's a that's a versatile guy to be able to hop from sport to sport like that and, be, and to be able to give such such good advice. So shout out to that guy for sure. man. Yeah, no doubt. Um, really impressive. And, uh, you know, kudos to him for putting the time in, you know, it's one thing just to kind of haphazardly jump in, but he's literally working. It seems like more hours now than he was previously because it's that much more difficult to do. Well, you got to figure out what the hell you're talking about. You got to figure out what the hell you're talking about. It's like when he's, when he talks about NASCAR, he's got a lifetime of shit. He can, he can go back and think about, right. It's like, whenever like this, like, what, you know, what does this even mean? Like how, how many flags or how many kills or I just, Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, yeah, big, 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 big props to that dude. No doubt. Um, all right. NFL draft is literally one of my favorite days. And uh, this year, you know, it's going to be in the spotlight more than ever because there is nothing going on right now. And, you know, I love the betting markets around the NFL draft, but usually you don't get the markets until like maybe like a week before or the, even the week of. But these sports books are so desperate that they've got more betting markets for the NFL draft than they've ever had. And we're still like, like 20 some odd days away before this thing even exists. And, you know, the cool thing about, I think, betting on the draft here, uh, Alex, is that, you know, unlike betting games where, you know, all these sports books have their own algorithms, they can pretty much put out the sharpest lines. These things are so fluid and nobody really knows what's going to happen. So I feel like 
there's a lot of potential humor, human error in setting these lines. And, and when, you know, kind of information drops, like you can really get ahead of it and give yourself like a great edge. I don't know how much you've dug in on them yet. And we're going to talk a lot of, a lot of the players, but you know, I feel like if you're in one of these regulated States or you find somebody who's booking NFL draft, like, man, I feel like it's just a great betting opportunity for everybody. Yeah. And that's why I was excited to get on the pod with you, Dan, because, you know, generally as part of my process, I'm, I'm finishing up sort of some of the back end running backs right now. I've done most of the wide receivers and clearly seen a bunch of these guys at the senior bowl at the combine, et cetera. Our pro day tour got shut off, you know, early this year. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, it was, it just sucked, but you know, the, it was scheduled to really kind of take off the week of uh, March 23rd. Um, but you know that's all in the that's all in the past now. But uh, clearly, it's it's been it's just been another awesome draft season. This class is super super stacked at the wide receiver position, and um, that's clearly important to me because the majority of the stuff that I do is is getting out and watching these watching these wide receivers, these running backs, these tight ends, and these quarterbacks, the, the skill position players. But you know where I am in my process right now, I haven't gotten around to looking at a whole lot of props. So I'm excited to kind of talk to you about them and kind of get some of my first. Um, my first kind of, you know, just dive into it, get my first yeah. sort of taste about what's going on with that stuff. And I totally agree that there's always, I, it, it's interesting. It's, 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 it's like you said, we don't usually have them this early. Never. Like today's Never. April 1st, today's April, you know, what, April, the, 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 the very beginning of, of April, we still have three and a half weeks until, until yep. the draft. So um, probably, yeah, some definite value baked in and especially, with these it's like you said what what are they just out of like i'm not in a state where i can bet on FanDuel and stuff yeah. what, what are they what do they limit you at on those props is it 100 I, is it 200 is it 500 what, like, yeah what it? I, last year i happened to be in new jersey during the draft for a conference so i was actually able to bet this out there and i think i got up to about 500 on the limit That's for these fantastic. things which is That's pretty crazy. good like you yeah. know i mean yeah you're not going to get 510k but Honestly, they might even extend those limits a little bit more just because there's not that much to wager on. Maybe not now, just because they feel like there's more risk. But I don't think at any point in time do these do these lines get, you know, nearly as sharp as you get throughout the year. Just because the only people who really know are the people who are making those picks. Like guys like Schefter and, and Kuiper and, and McShay. I mean, maybe they're plugged in a little bit, but we also know there's a lot of bad information being thrown around there to try and keep people off of players that they're potentially going to pick. And and I want to start off where I think there there was some kind of maybe bad information or you got to read the tea leaves here a little bit. And, you know, it's not around Joe Burrow. We know he's going number one. But I think the interesting spot here is at number three with Detroit because I still think Chase Young is going to go two to the Redskins. I, mm-hmm. I, as, as much as I don't think Dwayne Haskins is a great quarterback, I just can't see them not taking Young. They need a pass rusher. He makes all the sense in the world. But at and, four, it's, and, it's, and it's Ron Rivera, and that's yeah. a guy who's who, – like that's a guy who's always, you know, been, been at least a head – uh, at least a head coach who has espoused before that, you know, his, his, his interest is building on a, on a strength. Yeah. And the, the strength of that team is they, they have a good young pedigreed defensive line, man. You add on a beast of an edge rusher. Like I, I don't see any way. I completely agree with you, but they, but as far as Dwayne Haskins, probably not being the answer, but Scott Turner did bring, they, but they trade a fifth round pick to bring Kyle Allen in. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't think it happens at two. I think one and two, at least on my mock draft for the Huddle Report, um, I, I certainly haven't done it yet, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's going to be Burrow. At, and, and Unless we get new information, it's going to be Burrow at one, Young at two for sure. I, and I feel like that's going to stay the same. Yeah, and I think three is the interesting spot here because the odds have really changed a good bit because everybody was looking at Akuda from Ohio State, and I think he makes the most sense when you take Slay out of the equation, traded to Philadelphia. But basically what is being projected right now in most places, at least on the sports books that I'm reading, is they think two is going to go at three. And the, the really interesting side of it is if you look at the odds of who they have uh, Detroit taking, like you can pick, like who is Detroit going to take with their first pick? It's, two is it like isn't Tua. 
you know, he's like 16 to one. So, so they're, so they're projecting a trade up from the chargers or from the, or from the dolphins to get ahead of one another. Exactly. And Tua. I mean, but that makes all the sense in the world, right? Like if you're Detroit, you're going to get your guy at five, right. Or maybe even potentially six and dolphins you know, won't. So, all right. So let's just say, let's, so do you want to say the dolphins or do you want to say the chargers? I think it's the Dolphins just to make sure that they get Tua. Because I think there is a little bit of concern that maybe the Chargers would jump them um, in the Giants spot if Detroit decides not to trade. And uh, I think like the what they need to give up, I don't think would be all that much. I know typically when you're moving up a couple of spots, we saw it with what Chicago to get um Trubisky they had to give up like future first round picks and stuff like that I I'd be a little surprised if they had to give up that much draft equity to move up two spots but they're also a team that has a ton of draft picks and could potentially do that I just I just see them getting to it and there's no way really no reason for them not to they're not in win now mode we don't know if the season's even gonna start on time and this is a guy who going into the season was the clear-cut number one guy um, you know, and Burrow obviously had a great season. He deserves to be number one. But I think there's a huge drop-off from Tua to Herbert or Love or any other quarterback in this draft. And I don't think they want to get stuck with that. So I just think to, I, I think the Dolphins, I'm super confident, they go up and get Tua in this draft. No, I'm conflicted about it for a couple reasons. I, what I'm not – what I do think is, you know – so if – if we look at I, – I, I think that even if they moved back to five, five or six, that the Lions could still get Jeff Okuda. Yeah, agree. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that it's a big need for the Giants at four. The Dolphins, I mean, they've just paid Xavier Howard. They've brought in um, – oh, God. They, they, they've, they've, the Dolphins have done things on, on, the, uh, on the defensive backfield, and we're not even talking about them anyway because we're talking about a scenario where they go up to get – Tua so I mean it would make all the sense in the world for the Lions to trade down I would actually say it's almost sort it feels sort of like a lock my only question for you is are you sure it's Tua because he hasn't been cleared by any NFL team yet um, do you I mean but who are you taking like you really don't tell me you're a Justin Herbert guy I mean I know you he looked good in the senior bowl I know that's I'm not a your Herbert thing guy. I, I I'm, I'm not a Herbert guy he was the best quarterback at the senior bowl he's much better than Jordan Love I agree um, but but the I, I just I mean it feels it feels like some of the it feels like some of the powers that be in the in the scouting industrial complex or people who we sort of talk to about this stuff keep on just saying this stuff like don't forget about Herbert man like he he really has risen a bunch through this process and so I don't I don't I don't know to me it feels like a deal it feels like a Josh Allen kind of deal where everybody in the community that we our echo chamber hates him. But um, maybe NFL teams are just a, a good bit higher. And if Tua has not been met, this is just the worst year for a player in Tua yeah. Tungavailoa's situation to be in this situation because he like there is no medical recheck, there is no availability for meeting with each team's specialist to see if this. I mean, here's the thing: if it turns his 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 agent came out and cleared him, right? Yeah. Which is just, which is preposterous. I mean. An agent clear. I mean, Dan Bach might as well clear him. It's like, what does what does that even mean, right? Yeah. Um, with that being said, these teams. I mean, we're talking about investing a, a, a third, a, the third pick in the NFL draft on a player that could have an arthritic hip condition for the rest of his life. That could be something that greatly diminishes the ability of the of his ability to put torque. In his throwing motion and to and to throw the same way, um, the hips a big part of that whole, you know, body process that like that kinesthetic process that takes part in, in, in throwing a football. Right? It just seems to me like it was a big time injury. We've heard it was seemed like we heard a bunch of. I'm not sure if it was like piped in intel from his agency, whether it was true during the combine that the medical checks coming in on him actually looked good. And the two was sort of a winner of the original combine um, hopeful for a great recheck. I, it just, I, I mean, just on, 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 on a day wherever we'd still don't have Cam Newton signed by an NFL team. 
simply because you know they're worried about a shoulder, they're worried about a foot, like all the rest of this stuff. I just I I, I wonder if teams are just going to be a little bit gun shy about Tua simply because there's not enough information. We don't really have the ability to gather the information right now because it's the situation our country finds itself in. Well, if, uh, if you think it's Herbert, you can get him at uh, 20 to one on FanDuel to go number three overall. Well, don't I, you think that that's good value? 20 to one? I don't. Just in case? I, I Do you think there's no way it happens? Like, you don't think I there's a, it isn't a five percenter? No, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't I think, think it's a better than 5% chance. I do. I, like, I think that that's a good – I think that there's value there. But why would somebody I, I, I trade up to get him? That's the thing is I don't think – unless somehow something comes out on two, I don't think any team needs to trade up to number three to draft Justin Herbert. If, if, the, if the Dolphins like Herbert, I think they can just stay where they're at. And what I, about I, the Chargers? Chargers really going to give up future first round pick to draft Justin Herbert would be just an absolute disaster. Yeah, I, that, that's not. I, yeah, Telesco drives a tough, tough bargain. But do you know what? I mean, that's Telesco dealing. That's Telesco dealing with, with Quinn. I, I, I think that I think maybe they could say like, look, you're still going to get you're you're still going to get Okuda. The Dolphins aren't going to take him at five. You're still no. going to get him. So why, still, not, so why not just let us throw in a two this, this year and we can swap, you know, our th- you know, three for your five or something. Like, you because don't it's think never that just a two. Even though it should be, it never is. It's always yeah, like I a future it. first round. Because the market's been set, like the value of even moving up a, a handful of spots in the first round is like a future first round pick. It's you can move it's, one pick. I mean, we seem to be one pick. So, yeah, I get it. I, get it. It, I don't think it should be that value, but that's what it is. So, um, but let's get on, let's get on the Jordan love, you know, let's talk about him a little bit. Cause his line right now on like the draft spot is 17 and a half. But if you look in the latest mock and I don't know how much you are up to date on this, but the latest mock from McShay actually had him going ahead of Justin Herbert to the chargers. Um, you know, we follow college football a lot. We follow the senior bowl. You were there, you know, roster watch crushes it. I don't, I don't think as highly of Jordan love as a lot of these other people do. I mean, I saw his, his game against LSU and given it, it's one game, but this is against the highest of competition he's going to face. The dude did nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. Look completely overmatched in that situation. Short sample size. Yes. But I'm not really sold on Jordan Love, but a lot of the mocks are moving him way up. What's your thoughts on him? Well, I, I have the same I have the same thoughts on Jordan Love that I had about Drew Locke and Paxton Lynch. I think he's that kind of level of prospect. Um, I think that he has cert, certain. I mean, he has some. He, there's there's some things about him that are absolutely you know drool worthy from an attribute standpoint. I mean, he has he has pizza tin hands i mean i don't i don't have the numbers pulled up but his hands must be like literally 10 and a half 10 and 5 eighths in like he's a he's a big just monstrous man you know physically proportioned well um and he's got a he's got a great arm on him he can push the football all over the all over the field he's not as you know i, I don't i'm not sure his arms as big as herbert's he's not as accurate as herbert's his footwork's nowhere near as good as uh, Justin Herbert's. So to me, it's, I see Justin Herbert as a player who is more in the mold of a Daniel Jones, Josh Allen type of type of prospect. I don't necessarily compare him to those two guys, but I value him the same way. Whereas Jordan Love is a guy who I value the same way that I valued a Paxton Lynch or a Drew Locke. And we've seen that both of those guys ended up um, both of those, I guess, two guys that were both drafted by, by John Elway, by the way, Paxton Lynch too early, and Drew Locke com- commiserate with about where I thought he should go. So with that being said, we've, we're hearing buzz, and what's more important than my evaluation on these guys is the buzz that we're hearing from, you know, these guys who are plugged in, Jim Nagy at the Senior Bowl, um, Daniel Jeremiah at NFL Network. There's, you know, I mean, that guy worked with Mayock for how many years? Like, he gets on the phone with Mayock, and he gets pretty plugged in info about what GM, what, about what he thinks GMs are thinking and stuff. And we're beginning to hear that Jordan Love is probably going to go higher than most of us think. 
So it makes sense to me that he's a guy that I considered maybe one of these guys who maybe a team would be wise to sneak into the back of the first round to get if they saw him fall in sort of a, you know, sort of a Ravens, Lamar Jackson kind of, kind of heist to make sure that you're able to, you know, if the quarterback does hit, you're able to retain that fifth year option on them. Um, that's kind of what I've pegged the situation to be for Jordan Love the whole time. So if it is true that he's moving up higher than, than maybe what the consensus thinks, or at least what I think, that 17 and a half is a good line for him. It's just interesting because the 17th pick is the Cowboys. There's no way that, you know, I mean, I just don't know what they're trying to, I mean, the, the, the Dolphins have the, yeah. the Dolphins have their, their, their pick there that they got from the, what the, was that the Minka Fitzpatrick trade? Yeah. So they'll have the 18th pick that was formerly the Steelers. Uh, you know, that would, if that's the case and we're talking about that and that's the line that they're thinking of, it makes you think, you know, what does that mean for the, for the value of that Dolphins moving up to three line that, you know, the line's been yeah. set for this. So if we just look ahead, um, I don't think that – okay, so, well, I mean, let's just talk – the Jaguars – your Jaguars aren't going to take you – know, so the Chargers would get to them. The Panthers, I don't think the Panthers would, would take him. Cardinals, of course, they're not going to take him. Your Jaguars, I don't think they would take him. It's interesting. No. We had an interesting talk before we started about maybe some free agent <laughs> you, you don't want to land No, there. no thanks. The Browns, they're not taking him. The Jets, they're not taking him. The Raiders? Maybe. But um, they've got two picks. I don't think they take him there. They can, yeah. they, uh, he's at, they got 19 as well. The 49ers. I don't no. I, I don't see it. The bucks. No, no, not in the first the Broncos. Absolutely not. The Falcons probably not unless no. they just really, really fell in love with them. But that's an, that's a whole thing with, I mean, that's that whole from the Dimitrov to, um, uh, to, Oh man, I'm blanking on the, I'm blanking on the, the bald head coach. What's his name? He's always fired up. Quinn. The uh, the that they're in the. If they're they don't win one right at 16, now, no. If they don't win, they're not building for the future. Like they need to no. win right now, or they're both getting fired. So seventeen Cowboys, no way. I think that the bet for Jordan Love is over seventeen and a half. I kind of He's agree. He's not going before seventeen and a half. Yeah. But the the only thing that makes me think it's something to, like is somebody traded up because yeah. they wanted to get ahead of the. I mean, that's it. If somebody trades up because they want to get ahead of the Dolphins at 18. But I the Dolphins, in my projection, are going to have two. I think the spot is the Raiders at, at 19 where somebody might trade up to get him there. And that team, you know, I, maybe it's a team like New England, you know, at 23, who probably is not going to be able to wait around and, and get him in that spot. Um Maybe the Titans are a team. I, I doubt they're, they're going to do it, but they just gave Tannehill that contract. But they could bring in a, a young quarterback. So I just – I'm kind of with you on this one. I think the only way it happens is a trade-up. But, again, there's a lot of steam right now on Love going ahead of Herbert. And in this last mock, they had Herbert going to the Jags at nine, and that's not freaking happening. I'm telling is, you. Is, is, there, is there a prop bet on Herbert going ahead of Love? Does anybody uh, offer that? Yeah, yeah, I've got it right here. It's um, yeah, because I was looking at that one. It's a matchup. One second. It is. We've got uh, Herbert and Love. Herbert minus three thirty. Jordan Love plus two thirty five. No, well, there's no value in that. But I, I just, I, I think Herb. I mean, it's just unless I'm just crazy, man, or unless somebody could have fallen in love with Jordan Love. I don't. I just, I just have a, I have a lot of trouble seeing it. I'll I just, tell you, I, I, I really have a lot of trouble seeing it. Okay, I want to get, we got a lot to cover here, but I want to get to uh, another quarterback situation and an easy bet for you guys here because I'm looking, okay, on DraftKings, I love kind of like comping the, the, the different websites here. On DraftKings, you can bet the draft order for certain players, like over under. And for Jacob Beeson, his number's 47 and a half. Uh, and for, um, What's the other kid? The uh, for Jake Fromm, Jake Fromm, his his number is sixty and a half. Okay, so they've got them. Uh, wow, like what? Almost thirteen picks apart, uh, according to their their total in terms of where they're drafted. On Fanduel, you can get Jason uh, Jacob Eason to be drafted before Jake Fromm at just minus one fifty two. 
And I think, I think that's a lock here, especially at just minus 152, because Jake Fromm is a guy that, again, I've, I have not been impressed with one bit. His athleticism at the Combine was, was terrible compared to these other players. His production at Georgia around an amazing offensive line was not all that impressive. And Eason's a guy that, you know, former top player coming out of high school. Yes, he went to Georgia and then transferred. But, you know, didn't play in an offense that really kind of showed him off out there in Washington. And he has all the tools in the world. And I think somebody's going to fall in love with Eason over Jake Fromm. I think that's that's a super easy bet at minus 152. I'd lay that yeah. all day long. I mean, I just I, – I have, I, have, I have priors from Fromm when he was a freshman that I just I – have, I have a hard time getting out of my head. Um, with that being said, I mean, I, I can't, I mean, I have to, like, I think it's foolish to disagree with you though, Dan, I think it's, I, I think from where we are, it's just a better bet. I just, I, I, there's something in me that still believes in, in, in Jake Fromm. Like, what um, is it? he's a leader. Is it know. the old there's leadership something in stuff? Me. There's no, no, there's just something like, no, do you, do you remember like his, 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 his freshman season? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I just I just looked at him and I said, "All right, well, him and two are going to be one and two, they, whenever they come out." But like, why uh, did he regress so much? I, when, that's the thing. It's like that's that's what I'm saying. Like at this at this point, I can't. I, like, there's nothing I can reasonably do except agree with you. I'm just yeah. I'm saying I I don't I don't understand why there's still something inside of me that's still there. Are these priors with with Fromm that I have that I have trouble getting rid of. But I think the only reasonable thing is that I have to. I have to agree with you and think that that's kind of it. Does, I'm not sure it's a, I, I think both those are, I think 40, what'd you say? 47 and a half. Doesn't that seem a little, doesn't that seem a little, a little early for, I mean, a little early for either of them. I mean, does, do, do people really have Jacob Eason or Jake Fromm on their, I, you know, I guess we could probably look at a bunch of top 100 big boards to have those guys, but I just, I don't, do people really have them in their top 50? Um, I think it's just a, so it, deep. I, it, I mean, it's the thing about the quarterback position, and it's always going to be the premium. People are always going to feel like they have to move up. But boy, forty-seven. I just I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to hear that. Well, it's, I figured it's, we're both both uh, be guys that we'd be talking about definite definite day two probably, but maybe a little bit later in day two. Yeah, and one one place you can do some over under bets on for fantasy is Prize Picks. And they actually have Fromm at 49 and a half as their, as their number. And again, DraftKings had it in the 60s. So uh, I'd definitely roll the over uh, if you want to uh, yeah. play it over there. I think that one's uh, a good wager. Okay, last guy, last quarterback, then we're going to move on. Uh, Jalen Hurts, what do you think happens with him? Uh, what, what did you see from him at the, at the Combine? I think he went to the Senior Bowl, yeah, because he had Alabama and Oklahoma on that helmet. Um, they've got his his number at sixty nine and a half, and you can also wager on you know. They don't what, think that that's the most cockamamie. Hertz is going to go. They don't think Hertz is going to go before Fromm or Eason. Hertz is going to go before them. I mean, you can get them in round two at plus one sixty, round three at plus one hundred, round four at plus three seventy, thir- uh, and thirteen to one to go in round one. And I don't think he's going round one. No, no, but I think I think he'll go round two. If if you just see. Jay, here's the thing about Jalen. I mean, and I've been following. I've been following him since he was in Channel View High School, just right down here in, in in Texas, playing playing for his dad, Coach Hurts. The he he's a guy who is basically at every stop. He's surprised me with the fact that he's been able to do what he's done. I didn't think he. I didn't. I he he got that offer to Alabama. I couldn't believe it. You know. He goes there. He's actually really – it takes a kid like Tua to come in there and um, kind of take that thing off the rails. I said whenever he went to um, Oklahoma and people were just like, hey, there's, he's, he's going to be in Lincoln Riley's system. He's going to pick up where Kyler Murray left off. I just said, you guys are – like, if you think that, that it's just Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurst comes in and does the same stuff, like, you got another thing coming, man. Like, this isn't he's – not, he's not that kind of player. He comes in – he, you know, he, he didn't win the Heisman Trophy, but he was, uh, you know, a, a great, a great incredible, player. Incredible you know? numbers. I mean, he was a yeah. really good player, too. Like, really yeah. good. And he gets to the Senior Bowl, and you see maybe he's a little bit – because, you know, Jalen, the way that he ran and 
you know, I know that you watch a lot of college football, but he was a he was a lot less Lamar Jackson and a lot more like Sam Ellinger with his running yes. style, more of a battering kind of running style. And so he like, gets to the he gets to the he gets to the senior bowl and he feels like he looks a little bit smaller than I, I figured he kind of grown or got, got, got a little bit bigger through the time that I hadn't seen him since, since, since high school, but I got to see him at the senior bowl and talk to him and he wasn't quite as big as he sometimes looked uh, during the actual season and 2019, but through the course of the week got better and better every day. And just from the combine, what we heard is absolutely um, smashed his interviews and it makes a ton of sense when you look at I forget I forgot who he did that chalk talk session with was it Mariucci? I would encourage just anybody who hasn't seen it go watch the Jalen Hurts chalk talk with uh, Coach Steve Mariucci that was on ES. What, I don't I I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't even know where Mariucci works NFL Network ESPN yeah. whatever NFL but um if you just go if you go watch that it's the best whiteboard session I've ever seen. And I've seen a ton of those things. Um, if that's the way that he conducted himself in interviews with every teams, like teams are going to, he's going to, I think he's going to go in the second round. I think he'll go before from or, or Eason. So if he's being Oof. priced in to go um, priced in to go uh, later than that, I think I would take the, I would be interested in, you know, taking the, yeah. what the under on whatever it is. Yeah, right definitely. Now. The under is what we're seeing in the sixties. And I don't, uh, I don't think we have a, you know, have that wager yet, but I guarantee you as it draws closer, even like they're going to have real time betting on this NFL draft. So when those guys go out, it'll say, who's the oh, next quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. It's going to be spectacular. Um, I, I'm with you though. Uh, I, and also I think when you see, you know, guys like, and I think he is a quarterback, don't get me wrong, but even when you see what happened in, in New Orleans with the BYU kid, um, I think that, that teams will be more willing to, you know, be, get funky a little bit with their quarterback, with, with oh, these sure, guys yeah. who can do so much more than just be a drop-back quarterback. And this guy is an incredible athlete. I mean, he is really, really, really strong. So uh, I agree. I think he's, he's definitely like the under on that. Okay, let's get – to uh, wide receivers next. Is this the deepest wide receiver draft you can remember? Yeah, I mean, since I've been doing it professionally, it is. Um, I, I just, I, you know, I've been, I've loved the draft ever since I was a little, you know, since I was a little kid, you know, I've been watching this thing <laughs> dating back to the 90s and stuff. So I don't know if, you know, when I was, I didn't study it as much back then. I just, I kind of loved it and watching who the teams had. So um, it certainly, as long as I've been doing it, where I've been analyzing it and really thinking deeply about it, for sure. Like I, I like it's it's like Dan. It's like in this class, I'm having trouble. You know, like it's a it's a real conversation and a real like it puts my mind in toil to you know who is my wide receiver 14 versus my wide receiver 15 because they're good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like it isn't just like once you get past eight or nine, you can kind of slough off the rest of it. It's, it's, this thing goes goes deep. There, I mean, what and, Daniel Jeremiah said? What twenty? Mel Kiper and Daniel Jeremiah uh, said respectively twenty five and twenty seven wide receivers with with uh, you know day one or day two grades in this class. Like that is nutty. The, and and there's and there's a type for every kind of team yep. need. You know, and that's what I love, on the, even on the high end of this draft, is you've got so many different types of wide receiver. You know, you've kind of got an all-around guy in Jerry Judy. You've got um, uh, rugs with just incredible speed and athleticism. Um, you've got T. Higgins, who's kind of got that size. Uh, and then, you know, Lamb and Jefferson are the other kind of big names out there. But it's crazy because Kuiper had seven – wide receivers in his first round and then if you looked over at McShay's latest he had I think he had six but he also had a couple different guys enter the first round like he had a Ayuk uh, from Arizona State mm -hmm. end up making the first round. So, like I, I mean it's just kind of like crazy that there's so many guys that are going to make an impact I think in like fantasy perspective it's going to be fun for your dynasty drafts because there's so many good players out there but you know in terms of this draft here um i mean i'm looking right now at the at the odds the top wide receiver taken we've got judy at minus 110 cd lamb at plus 150 henry ruggs at plus 275 and then 
all the way down to uh, Justin Jefferson at plus 6,600. So plus 6,600 uh, on Jefferson going first, the first wide receiver taken. Jesus. That's good odds. It mm. is, but do you think that he would? No. Exactly. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, do I think it's one? In, I mean, just but golly, I mean, plus sixty six hundred is long, long. I mean, throw your five bucks on it. But I thought I you mean, were going to say plus six hundred or something. That's just no, that's crazy. It's a huge spread off of those top three, um, and I think all along people thought it was Judy or Lamb. But you even tweeted at me the other day when I was talking a little bit about this that. Do you think there's a chance Ruggs could go first? Because he's plus 275. Yeah. Not the best number, but um, give me your thoughts on him. Well, I, I love Henry Ruggs. And, and the thing, when you stand – when you when he's another guy that, you know, kind of when you stand next to him, you realize that this is not a uh, – this is not a Marquise Brown with the speed. It's not a Deshaun Jackson. You know, it's, it's more of a – it truly is the way he's put together more of a, more of a Tyreek Hill, um, John Ross plus kind of guy. I mean, he has, he has 10 and an eighth inch hands. He weighs 188. He ran this thing in four, two, seven, a 99th percentile spark athlete. Everybody's seen the videos of him palming a basketball and just oh, crazy like, good basketball sick 360 player. dunks. Like those are the kinds of play like NFL types that like, they, they, they look at that stuff, man. They, like, they love ballers. And whenever you talk to people close to the Alabama program, I'm so tilted. I didn't get out there to pro day to be able to talk to more of them. But they said, without a doubt, in that wide receiver room that has good players. I mean, Jerry Judy's – everybody knows about him. But people don't talk as much. I mean, Dan, play, you play college DFS. I mean, you might – like, you could go out and scream to the rooftops about, like, Devonta and Waddle and, like yep. – whenever you see that and you just hear from everybody that Henry Ruggs, even though people who look at college dominator are not going to, I mean, only 40% of, uh, or only 14% of team receptions last year, 17% receiving yards, 14% receiving touchdowns. They still say he's the, he's the alpha in the room. Um, he's the, he's the one, yeah. he's the big dog. He's, he, he's the alpha. Um, we've seen Nick Saban within those offenses at Alabama, sometimes his best players are players that he doesn't utilize as much as the others in specific ways that we'd like to think yep. to generate production. We saw it out of Josh Jacobs. We, I mean, you know, everybody that says, well, what if Josh Jacobs is so good, why did Saban play Damian Williams ahead of him so much? We should have Damian Williams ranked higher. And you're like, well, you don't, you don't get it. And you don't listen to what Saban has to say about we need to keep Josh Jacobs fresh and what he does for the offense when he's in there. And, and you know, we need to make sure he's okay for the end of the season. And he's definitely our, he's definitely the leader in the alpha in that room. Those are the same things you sort of hear about Henry Ruggs. And I know that NFL teams and NFL types listen to that kind of thing, especially when it comes from a, from a guy like Saban, Jim Nagy down at the senior bowl uh, very you know that thing takes place in mobile alabama which is very close by to tuscaloosa so he's i mean clearly uh plugged into the program the old senior bowl director phil savage actually does the color yeah. for the alabama football there's just lots yeah. there's lots of, well, right he's 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 with the jets now uh, under joe douglas but the 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 fact is that the senior bowl is pretty tied in with the Alabama program. And so Jim Nagy, um, I mean, he's been saying the whole time that Henry Ruggs is like, don't let anybody tell you that Henry Ruggs is not wide receiver one in this class. You're going to hear it from a bunch of, you're going to hear from a bunch of analysts and you're going to hear from a bunch of mock drafts. You're going to hear about Judy. You're going to hear about all this stuff, but look, don't listen to the noise. Henry Ruggs, clear wide receiver one. And um, he even tweeted about it again and doubled down after the, after he ran his four two seven at the combine, he had a tweet saying like this four two seven coming at you is from wide receiver one in this class. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. So you, you just hear people plugged into the program saying this stuff. You hear guys like Jim Nagy, who is a major, major force in the scouting industrial complex. He talks to every scout on every team, every GM, because he, it's important for him to find out which of these guys they want to see at the senior bowl. That's, that's why he does it. So, um, a lot of, lot of, that, that, that guy is a great follow for NFL draft Intel, just simply because of who he, who he talks to. And so, you know, take those things into consideration. I think it makes sense to just, I mean, take a, take a flyer on rugs, who knows the ghost of Al Davis could pop up and make the Raiders take him with the, with their first pick. <laughs> yeah. First and, and that's where I think actually like a, a pretty safe bet is the over under number on him is 14 and a half. And I love it because I think 11, 12, 13, 
are pretty much all going wide receiver there or have have a chance to go wide receiver. So Jets, Jets, Raiders, Niners. Niners. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, after that, obviously Tampa's not taking a wide receiver. Um, And I actually think he does fit well with the Broncos. I think if the Broncos – if he falls to Denver at 15, he's Mm -hmm. definitely going to go there because he is a perfect kind of complement to the type of – wide receiver Sutton is who's more of a big body type of guy he's you know just gives them the speed that they need but I think you know especially with Emmanuel I Sanders that. I, I think yeah. I would hate it for fantasy but for, I mean for real football I would love that would yeah. be a, I would feel sick about rugs to the Broncos yeah but with Sanders gone and the Raiders having nobody out there uh and the Jets needing playmakers I mean Breshad Perriman whatever I mean if they didn't pick him up I would say lock and load a wide receiver at 11 but um, I just think, uh, yeah, I think that, that rugs under 14 and a half looks like a, a pretty good number. Um, you know, Judy Lamb, I mean, again, they're kind of the, – those are the three guys that are, you know, seem to be that tier above. I don't, I don't really have a strong feeling on either of these two um, I'm mean, in terms of, like, which one is, is better going to be drafted higher. Um, again, I think they kind of get slotted in this 11, 12, 13 spot. Uh, but let, let's go about some more – longer shots because I think the uh the interesting thing is there's actually some some value to be had you know later in the draft because I think there's a lot of teams that can use wide receivers you look at Minnesota uh they absolutely I think I think they've got to take a wide receiver in round one I I really do I mean after you trade digs away what is their pick they have pick um oh they have 22 they're 22 Um, but you're going to get a really good player at 22 Eagles at 21, uh, a lot of talker with, with Justin Jefferson uh, out there. Uh, again, the Raiders back at 19. Uh, man, I mean, in, in Minnesota actually has two first-round picks, right? 22 and 25. So uh, they got that Buffalo pick. Um, talk about some of these guys at the end of round one that standing out to you. Some of the players who are projected. Yeah, I mean, do you like is, – is T. Higgins a guy that, you know, that, that you love? Chenault's there. I don't – I'm not a fan him. of his, but – No, I, will, I, I think Chenault – I mean, I know we're not talking best ball, but I think Chenault is – he's free. He's, he's become free in, in best ball over the course of the last few weeks. I did a podcast about the biggest fallers over the last 10 days in best ball, and LaVisca Chenault's one of the biggest fallers. And um, I think at this point when he's, when he's free – you know, he presents value, but I do agree with you that this has been a pretty, pretty rough draft process for that guy. And, um, you know, he's another guy who I've been following since he was a, he was a high schooler, um, in the Dallas area. It's a bunch of these rivals camps. And, um, I've, uh, just, you know, from what Byron said and from what, just what I picked up kind of, I'm not sure he's going to, I'm not sure he's going to interview very well with teams. Um, I think he's kind of made it out of the, Probably made it out of the first round at this point, four, five, eight in the 40. Everybody was expecting him to have a, you know, just yeah. a, a monstrous, monstrous day there as far as testing, and he didn't have it. Um, the guys who are going to go, so I'm not sure. It's just, it feels like T. Higgins keeps getting, keeps getting mocked in the, in the, in the first round. I, I don't know what that, I don't, I don't know what that means. The more I've kind of dug into T. Higgins, the more I've sort of begun to think that he, uh, what he, what, what, what he brings maybe isn't as dynamic as some of these others. How many of these guys really want these, you know, are going after these big X wide receiver contested catch these days and, and just hoping that it turns into Mike Evans and not into, you know, a million of the, and you know, not into a million of these, these other types that uh, really have a lot of trouble with, you know, separating in, in other ways to me. I mean, the players that come into most consideration for me would be, uh, you know, Jalen Rager, TCU. It feels, I mean, he was a 93rd percentile spark athlete, um, even though he wasn't quite as fast in his, in his 40-yard dash at the combine 4.47 that a lot of people were expecting. Just a, a really good producer there and also just a lot of production in, in the rushing plus the uh, return game, which teams it feels like. You know, I've, I've heard over and over again, and I, I feel personally that when you see the guy that's a great returner, it just says a lot for his, his open field vision and elusiveness after catch. Um, I think teams are going to like that about Jalen Rager. Denzel Mims at this point feels I, – I would have never thought this coming into the – coming into even the senior bowl week. Um, I give a, lot, a ton of credit to 
our guy Trash Man for his just continual love of Denzel Mims, you know, going back to December and January. And I just did not believe him. He was going to have a big senior bowl week, but that's all he, I mean, that guy, I mean. Is he the just, Debo of this, of this year? Because you love Debo coming out of yes. out of the yeah. senior bowl. And you yeah, are, he's you're kind senior. of on an island with that. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, I wanted to see, and, and obviously he panned out and, you know, it's probably going to break out this next season. Do you think Mims is like that guy for you this year? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think he's that guy for everybody this year. It's yeah. just, I mean, it, he can't not be just, if you were there at the senior bowl and then just, and then just, you kind of got to watch the tape and just see how many ways he wins. I I think he goes in the first round. I think, I think if he's not first round, it'll be early second. Justin Jefferson at this point feels like a lock after he ran a four, four, three. I think the guys who are sort of on the precipice, um, you know, we, we talked about Rager. Uh, we Pittman. talked about, I, I, I don't think Pittman will go in the, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see a scenario where Pittman goes in the first round. I, I, I like yeah. him as a, I like him as a player. I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, I, so the numbers really for five and a, five and a half wide receivers, by the way, with, with juice on the over, like minus minus one fifty. So, all right. So what they're saying is CD, Judy, um, Ruggs, Ruggs Jefferson. Jefferson, Mims, Rager. And then that's when you start wondering about T Higgins, Brandon, Ayuk, Brian Edwards, if he would have tested, um, and if he wouldn't have broke his foot, I mean, he was getting a lot. He was getting a lot of comparisons to like a bigger sort of, you know, a bigger, more beastly sort of Debo Samuel, um, coming out of South Carolina. So I, I don't think Pittman. I, you know, some people will say, but sometimes there's one of these guys who creeps up. I yeah. mean, maybe it could be Pittman, Chase Claypool when he, was, when he ran a four four two. I was gonna say he's the guy that Kuiper had going at the end of round one. That was like you serious you know going to uh to green bay i mean there was some talk that that he's more like almost like hybrid tight end wide receiver type mm-hmm. you no, know yeah and, well i mean and they just got rid of they just got rid of geronimo allison so yeah. they i mean that, that's that slot rule was kind of kind of open i don't think chase i mean chase claypool ran a four four two, so i can't say that he's lumbering and slow like i thought he was at the yeah. senior bowl uh, but he just he was a little bit, a little bit productive, more of a guy like a red zone type guy. I would, I would love him to play tight end. Um, I just, I don't, to me, feel, to me, it feels like I've sort of been a little bit wrong about Chase Claypool from the start. I thought he was going to have a bigger week at the senior bowl coming in. Um, I know our guy Siege, who's, who's a big Notre Dame fan, had told me, like, you're going to love his, you're going to love his ball skills and all this stuff. I can't wait to hear what you think about him. And I told him like, yeah, I feel like, you know, it was just it was just a week wherever you did have Denzel Mims there that was just absolutely, you know, absolutely blowing things up. There were other guys that had big weeks down there who, you know, probably aren't as highly touted like the KJ Hills and the Van Jeffersons, these types of players. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Clay's, Chase Claypool just didn't leave a lasting impact on me. Certainly didn't think that this man at uh, six foot four and a quarter, two hundred thirty eight pounds, was going to run a four point four two. If you would have told me that at the Senior Bowl, I, w- I would have said I, I would. I would have asked you to give me some of what you're smoking. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no way that there's just simply no way that that's going to happen. So, look, I th- I've been wrong and wrong and wrong about Chase Claypool so far, and I don't think he goes in the first round, which obviously means that he's he's, he's probably going to. I, I don't know. It's a it's a bizarre world that we live in. Okay, a couple uh, couple last things here on receiver that I find interesting. You can actually make the uh you, you know on, on FanDuel Sportsbook Eagles first pick and Colts first pick now the Colts don't pick until round two I think they're early round two if I remember correctly let me see Colts yeah 34 they've got Washington's second round pick and then of course you've got the uh the Eagles at 21 I don't think it's like a lock that the Eagles are taking a wide receiver but They've got Jefferson at plus 170, which I don't love that price at all. I think no, that is picking one crazy. Guy. One guy that late, so much can happen. Uh, so that that's a bad bet. Um, but then you've got Mims at plus 550. Um, you know, it's got Rugs and Judy and, and Lamb, but I think he'll, those guys will be way long, way uh, gone by then. Rager Does it have to be a wide receiver. No, this is just what they have. Jalen Rager at plus 850 Higgins at plus 1400 Xavier McKinney at plus 1600 Grant Delpit at plus 1700 uh CJ Henderson plus 3300 
those are just some of the names out there. But, you know, first and foremost, don't put 170 on a wide receiver on, on any player being picked 21 because there's way too much uncertainty that late in the draft. So that's first and foremost. What what did the the, the Alabama kid? What is I already forgot his name. Uh, uh, Rugs. What's that? No, McKinney. Xavier uh, McKinney at uh, sixteen to one. And then they got Patrick Queen as well, who is in the latest at seventeen to one. Uh, I mean they they have linebacker safety and corner needs. So the yeah. guy you said for McKinney, I believe, was a corner. Who did you say? Did you say C.J. Henderson? C.J. Henderson as well. Yes, uh, guy out of kid out of really Florida. Do you really think they're gonna? Do you really think that they're going to take? Do you think that they've just given up on J.J. Ortega-Whiteside? I don't – I mean, man, he it would had kind of all be right the here. opportunity in the world last year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a second-round pick. I mean, that's a second-round pick. I just – I kind of agree yeah. with you. Like, I, I, don't, I don't, know. don't know that they're going wide receiver here. I think they go safety or – I think they go safety or corner or something. I think I just I mean the Delpit uh, you you you're you're hearing about NFL teams starting to sour on on Delpit you're starting to hear this stuff about his about how teams are beginning to yeah, there's there's whispers the teams think he's kind of a bad tackler and stuff like that but here we I, go here's our wager here's our wager much better wager here uh Philadelphia Eagles to draft offense versus defense offense minus 235 defense plus 180 so we're almost getting like 2 that. to 1 yeah, yeah I, I like that. I mean, just for just for what the hell, just to j- j- just to fade the idea that it's definitely going to be a yeah. wide out because the draft always surprises us. Yeah. All right, let's get to running backs here real quick. And uh, well, it's not real quick because it's a huge position for fantasy and always interesting in the draft because we know analytics Twitter says do not take running backs in the first round. Um, the total right now is or the numbers. 0.5 running backs taken in the first round, but the juice is like minus 320. So basically they're more or less saying we think one running back is going to go in the first round. Who do you think it is and where do you think he goes? Uh, if, it were, if it were me picking, it would be Jonathan Taylor, um, but it's not me picking. And I think that these, <laughs> I think these teams, I think these teams like, like DeAndre Swift I just I think that that's what it is. You're hearing more and more from the guys who are plugged in with scouts that DeAndre Swift is kind of the guy. And look, the Chiefs make a ton of sense at the very end. Um, I'm just I'm kind of looking at the back end of the draft yeah. here, just because that's generally where we would probably see. Clearly, we're not going to see one going a little earlier. Does you know what do the what are the what do the Titans do? You know what if the Titans decided they wanted to pick Jonathan Taylor? And, could easily happen you know they just in that 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 way they're not married to having to um having to move forward with any kind of you know huge mega multi-year deal with the um with with derrick henry yeah the seattle seahawks that we've had the report from brock heward i know i mean they've spent the first rounder on rashad penny but um it feels like you can't it feels like you can't you know fire another fire another first rounder at one of these one of these um, running backs when you have such needs like edge rusher, you have, you've continued to have needs along the offensive line. You have got, you have undrafted free agents like Puna Ford that are turned into contributors along the defensive line, but you need more pedigree there. Uh, I, Dolphins. I, I mean, that's, uh, that's your other squad. I feel like it's Dolphins Chiefs. Yeah. You're, because it won't be, it's sure. It's not going to be the Patriots, the Saints or the Vikings. And I just, I can't see any of these other t- not the Eagles. So, um, yeah, it's going to need to be one of those teams. And I, uh, no, I'm not sure there's, I'm not sure there's going to be two running backs, Dan. I don't, yeah. know, I don't think there will be. I, I mean, I, I think I, it's, I think the Dolphins could take a running back. They got three picks in the first round, assuming they don't have to give one up to trade up to, you know, say take Tua on the top end. And, you know, the guy that I think is intriguing and I don't know, I haven't heard your opinion on it, but I know, you know, Podfather hates him. Why the hate on J.K. Dobbins? I mean, this guy. Oh, I don't, I don't hate J.K. Shit. I love J.K. Dobbins. I think he could easily be the top running back in this draft. He's plus 800 to be the first guy to go. And I'll tell you what, his, what, what he did versus tough competition last year was in. Incredible all year long against the top defenses 
in that Big Ten, Wisconsin multiple occasions, Michigan, Michigan State, even against Clemson there with literally one leg. Uh, the, the dude's legit whenever he's been a featured back. Uh, I love J.K. Dobbins. I, he could end up in – he's the sneaky guy that could maybe jump everybody, say, to Miami at 8-1 to one that I don't hate because I feel like no. he kind of fits that situation. 8-1 eight, eight to one just to be the first off the board? Do we read off who, what, what, the, what they are for the others. Are there others? Like the uh, others? Yeah, let me uh, – let's see. Let me get that real quick. Uh, Does it have DeAndre Swift with the with – Yeah, the it's basically box? Swift, um, Taylor, and Dobbins. Here we go. It is – okay, it's down to plus 550 on Dobbins, but still really good. Minus 167 on Swift and plus 150 on Taylor. That's how I think. Yeah, uh, plus six hundred on Dobbins. That's, plus five fifty on on DraftKings, but it might be yeah, more on that's FanDuel. The kind of, that's the kind of thing where it feel, it feels like that's not that's not that doesn't seem commiserate with the with the uh, with the with the chances of that of that happen, happening. Like, are you telling me that you don't think there's one team out there that could fall in love with J.K. Dobbins' skill set over DeAndre Swift or or Jonathan Taylor? It's yeah, a, Dobbins a, it plus eight hundred on FanDuel. So I was right. To me, on that's that. just to me. That's just cra- to me. That's just crazy. I mean, I would love to. I'd love to throw a little bit of something down on that. Just as a you know, not something I think I necessarily just, think is going to win. But I mean, dude, it's a better yeah. than a twelve and a half percent chance. I mean, Swift to me. Okay, he's another guy that I think really regressed his senior year behind arguably the best offensive line in college football in Georgia. That line was stacked and I can't really figure out what happened I mean I I I I don't know like yes he kind of fits the pass catching mold like maybe he gives you a little bit more upside for fantasy from that perspective and Taylor on the flip side I love Taylor too like I think he's going to be really good but honestly I think Swift is third on the pecking order for me but again I'm not a GM it's uh it's for me, for me, look, I love I, I love J.K. Dobbins. I think he has an all I think he has an all around skill set. I mean, he, on on a on a good Ohio State team, this guy was responsible for. Dude, he he ran for twenty two hundred he had twenty two hundred fifty total yards last year. I mean, he can That's catch. Crazy. He caught. I mean, he caught he caught twenty three balls. He was responsible for over a quarter of the team's total offensive touchdowns. Like, I mean. He's a like he's a baller and an absolute G and for, to, for people to, I mean he's another guy. I I say like a bunch of these players come from Texas. Like that guy's from literally just oh, down yeah. the road over in over in Bastrop. Um, I it, mean just seeing 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 him as a recruit and just seeing him as a high school player on the field with these other. It's like which one of these is not like the other. He's just one of these guys. You say one day he's going to be good in the NFL and he's been good in college is just like and he should have been better if not for freaking mike weber getting a bunch of carries you know a couple seasons ago like remember that 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 time that that ridiculous timeshare between mike weber and jk dobbins that literally made no sense whatsoever and then when weber got hurt dobbins just whenever he got 25 carries just ran for like 200 yards and three touchdowns like it's just i'm still tilting over that because i never really understood it and like you talk about dobbins as a high school athlete like he tests, you know, he didn't test out that much in, in, in the, uh, uh, at the combine. Cause he was still banged up a little bit from the, from the injury, but coming out of high school, this guy just blew everybody out of the water in athleticism testing, like by far. And I know that's oh, years yeah. ago. Like you look at that stuff from the opening and I don't, yeah, I, like, yeah. I don't, I don't have it pulled up, but I just, I do remember his spark score from that. Like, he's, like he tweeted out a picture of it. It was yeah. something. Some, wow. Okay. Look, other uh, last, uh, last other running backs to, uh, to talk about um, because, you know, again, we'll be interested in fantasy for them. I don't know if we'll see many in, in go, you know, very high in the draft. Um, but Thoughts on like Cam Akers? Like uh, I think he was in the uh, I think he and Edward Hilaire were projected in the second round in the last McShay uh, mock. Oh yeah, I love I love Cam Akers. Um, he just he kind of reminds me of a beast mode the way that he's able to able to a, able to create on his own and just right around that same like he just looks a lot like Marshawn Lynch to me. Um, for uh, Maybe even faster though, four four seven. As far as his athleticism, he doesn't really have the um, 
I'd say he's definitely got the requisite lateral agility. I think what his spark score from what he did, uh, 40, uh, 54th percentile athlete, uh, he'll only – and he, here's the thing. He's young, too. He doesn't turn 21 until June 22nd of this, of, 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 this, of this year. So a young player played behind one of the worst offensive lines anybody has uh, ever seen uh, <laughs> last year at Florida State. <laughs> we talked about, you know, J.K. Dobbins uh, accounting for 26% of his team's, uh, his team's offensive touchdowns. Cam Akers, within the context of his offense, was responsible for 38, almost 40% of his team's offensive touchdowns. Um, I mean, he's a guy who we also saw catch, you know, 30 balls last year and a guy that was, you know, a complete workhorse. Uh, Cam Akers is a stud. He, he has, you know, he has the size, the speed, and just this, I guess, analytics guys are going to, are going to like him because of his, you know, his dominator, his college production, et cetera, et cetera. I think that people are also starting to understand the context of the bad offensive line and just, you know, the way that he was able to create on his own is something that was something that was special. And I, I love Cam Akers. I think that he's probably not thought of in the dynasty and fantasy community, maybe quite as highly as NFL teams might, might think of him. And yeah, I think he's going to be one of the first say, I mean, after those first three that we talked about, um, I don't, I, I, I don't like him more than Dobbins, Swift or Taylor but I do like him at four and um, better than Edwards Hilaire. I think so. Yes. Yes. I have him above Edwards Hilaire. Uh, Have him above the AJ Dobbins or the, I'm sorry, the AJ Dillons and the uh, like Zach Moss and guys like this. Um, I think that's a little bit of a tough, tough question, but it's one that I've settled on a while. You know, I just, I got done with my evaluations and that's sort of the way I see it. Even though I do think Clyde's a really interesting guy, you you get Clyde Edwards Hilaire and, and like a, Andy Reid system or something yeah. that turns into what everybody hoped that uh, hoped that, that Darwin Thompson would be last year. I'm a little bit nervous on that situation just because of God, he had so much good talent around him. You know, I mean, he really busted out when you had, you know, just, I mean, Jamar Chase, if not for Trevor Lawrence would be probably the number one pick in next year's draft. Like I can't tell you how good, Jamar Chase is like just <laughs> sick good. how good that guy is. Yeah, then you've got good. Burrow. Then you've got Jefferson. I mean, they, they've got, they would got just like Moss's kid playing yeah, tight end. They got they're just loaded. And uh, I, I think that that helped his cause a lot here. So uh, I'm not saying like he's a bust, but man, I just, I feel like there's, I'm less confident that he's suddenly going to be coming into the NFL as, as a, as an impact player, as much as, you know, those other four guys that we talked about. The one thing to remember about Clyde, and I'll just, I'll just say this is that Joe Burrow was asked who the best player he's ever played with was. And you got to remember Joe Burrow was at Ohio state among just a ton of elite guys. And then he's been at LSU among these other, and this, he just said, no, no question. Clyde, Clyde Edwards, the best player that I've ever played with. So just something to keep in mind. Alex, uh, we got to get out of here, man. Uh, awesome. I love talking draft, man. You know what? When the draft happens, I don't know what you're doing. Are you, I don't know if you've got a serious XM assignment, but if you don't, we might just do like a live betting stream, you know, while the draft's happening because I, no, this is man, just yeah, too dude, much fun, man. That's just that, too much fun. That, that would be awesome, brother. Always. Oh, 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 I love the draft more, more than anything. And I'll always love catching up with you and talking some of this, uh, de- some, some of this degenerate action. There should be plenty of that. <laughs> awesome. He is Alex uh, Dunlap. You can find him roster watch. If you haven't, you know, been, uh, you know, on this face of the earth, you should know roster watch, rosterwatch.com. Also Sirius XM uh, subscribe over there. Those guys do an amazing job in terms of uh, all their fantasy coverage. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. These guys hustle more than pretty much anybody in the industry. What I mean by that, they put in the time to travel, to talk to teams, talk to players. And uh, it's things that a lot of other fantasy companies don't do. So I give them mucho respect for that hustle. So uh, check them out, rosterwatch.com. Uh, I'm Dan Bach. Uh, before we, of course, get out of here, I got I to gotta do a read here. You know what we, you know what I got to do a read for? This is about the best read uh, I think anybody could ask for because I get to talk about beer. I don't know about you, Alex, but um, it, after a day 
with the kids at home, <laughs> you know, doing their, uh, their home learning. There's nothing better than chilling with uh, a mountain cold made to chill Coors Light. Uh, Coors Light's brewed in a three-step cold process, cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. So it's actually made to chill. The mountains on Coors Light actually activated on the bottle and cans. They turn blue when they're chilled. So when you need to chill at the end of the day, and we all do, especially if you have kids at home, uh, do it with some Coors Light. Uh, born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado, 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only, get this, 102 calories. So uh, that's what Coors Light is the one to choose when you need a moment to chill. So you uh, want to reset, eat, uh, reach for the beer that's made to chill. You can have Coors Light delivered by going to getcoorslight.com and finding local delivery options near you. Uh, Remember, please, uh, if you need to, and make sure you celebrate responsibly. And Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, uh, as well. So check them out, Coors Light. Uh, for Alex, I am Dan. Thanks for checking us out on the Morning Grind. Stevie will be back uh, tomorrow with more great esports, I'm sure, here. But until uh, then, have a great day, and we'll see you.